0: Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty. Everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to the leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology best practices and trends that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences and most importantly, customer loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Andrew Pine. Andrew is a global director of Excite for Porsche. How are you, Andrew?
1: I am well, Mark, great to see you again. Hello, and hello, everybody.
0: Good, it's it's been a a couple of uh, days since we last spoke, so it's definitely great reconnecting. Absolutely. Uh, First off, uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'm sure everyone does, can you give us a brief introduction to you, your background, what you do, and also kind of your current role at Porsche?
1: Yep, certainly. Uh, As you said, my name is Andrew Pine and I lead Porsche's global focus on customer experience uh, with a clear goal to define and implement a sustained culture and focus on delivering legendary customer experiences across the entire Porsche organization. So that would include our dealerships and Porsche subsidiaries around the world, as well as our parent company Porsche AG uh, in Germany. I have been with Porsche about 12 years now. Uh, I started leading the customer focus for the US business as the vice president of customer relations when I started. Uh, I was responsible for all of our customer relationship, marketing, uh, customer database and analytics, market research, customer feedback. Uh, started the customer experience practice, customer loyalty, uh, and of course our call centers, Porsche contact centers. And prior to that, uh, I've held leadership positions in marketing and CRM and customer experience for some top brands in automotive, retail, and financial services, and a little work on the agency side uh, early on in my career as well.
0: That's awesome. Uh, one of the questions we'd love to ask is I think to know people a little bit uh, at a deeper level, a fun fact. Uh, we've had people that were Born in Vietnam and dropped off on the doorsteps of a uh, kind of a, a kind of adoption agency, a, a Catholic church. We've had people that uh, loved the game. Uh, you, know, you know, what's a one one fact about uh, fun fact about you?
1: Boy, uh I would say you know one one that comes to mind is is my first job uh, when I graduated college. Um, I was a booking agent. I was a talent agent and spent uh, several nights a week in the comedy clubs in Manhattan. Uh, Kind of hanging out there and working with the comedians and, and booking them uh, around the country in different different locations.
0: All right. Well, that that's going to beg a follow-up question for sure. Who's the, uh, maybe two questions. Who, who's your favorite comedian and what was the biggest comedian you actually booked for?
1: Oh, boy. Um, well, let's see. My favorite comedian, uh, I love Richard Pryor. I think he's amazing. George Carlin uh, also comes to mind, a little old school stuff there. Um, the biggest comedian, I mean, I, I certainly booked uh, David Brenner, George Carlin, um, Ellen DeGeneres was an up-and-coming, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, had not sort of made made it yet. Um, back then, Belzer, Richard Belzer, Howie Mandel, Al Franken, I mean, all kinds of different, uh, different people from that era. Dennis Leary was back then, so. Okay, uh, great. You,
0: you booked a, lot, a number of famous people. That's awesome. Yeah, they were. Not quite
1: famous. Some of them are famous. You know, certainly George and David were were famous back then. The others not so much. So, <laughs>
0: what, about, what about what about my favorite Adam Sandler? Uh, yes, no. Um, I
1: I don't I never worked with him. I I don't know Adam at all. But uh, yeah, he's he's terrific and uh, a lot of fun for sure. Uh, good.
0: Uh, so, customer loyalty. Uh, we'd love to talk to brands about kind of what customer loyalty means to them from a connotative or denotative perspective. Can you define that for us? What does customer loyalty mean to you and to Porsche?
1: Yeah, well, I, it certainly means a lot to, to Porsche and, and I guess to, to me as well. Um, but we think about it actually in a broader sense. I, I don't think about customer loyalty per se or, or even brand loyalty. Um, it's not necessarily just about buying another car or, or a customer getting a car serviced at one of our dealerships. I like to think of it broader than that. And and it's really loyalty across the board, right? It's a feeling, it's it's an emotional connection, uh, and it's not only for our customers, but it, but it's also for our employees. So so it's a lot a lot deeper and broader than than just the traditional connotation of customer loyalty.
0: Okay, great. Um, recently, uh, within the uh, last year, you started a, a pretty big uh, program, program transformation. Can you tell us a little bit about the process, why you undertook it, and, and kind of how, how you managed it?
1: Yeah, you, uh, it's, it's the reason I have a, sort of an, an obscure title. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned my title is, is the Global Director of Excite. Excite, Excite is the name of uh, the internal name of the program. Uh, that I created and that we're running here um, for a year. When I started with Porsche, as I said about 12 years ago, uh, one of the key areas was around customer experience, and we look uh, we look at JD Power. The automotive industry in general looks at JD Power as as one of the bellwethers for uh, success around customer satisfaction and. and Uh, customer experience. And back, I started with the company in January of 2009. In 2008, Porsche was ranked 26th out of 33 automotive brands in the JD Power Customer Satisfaction Index. So uh, clearly not where we would want to be. And uh, part of my first charge was to change that, right, was to fix that and, and to improve that for Porsche. And the way we went about it, the way I started was very much uh, the way a lot of companies do, I believe, which is which is a process focus, and we would find something that was wrong, find something that needed to be fixed, and go about developing a solution and fix it. And then we'd find something else and fix it again. And we were very disciplined. We had a very uh, process-driven, disciplined. Uh, approach that broke down uh, the business in a number of ways with dealer focused activities and internal focused activities and uh, major corporate activities that would come from uh, Germany as well you know from our parent company and looked at all the different ways that we could improve and and we would start to tick them off and we did that dozens and dozens and dozens of times and and sure enough uh, as time went by we, we started to improve we, we started to see some some good Growth. We started to see some good improvement uh, in our internal uh, rankings and our internal uh, feedback from customers, as well as from uh, the external metrics from J.D. Power and other groups like that. And our, we started to see our loyalty increase, uh, which was which was certainly very satisfying. And this continued for a number of years, and we sort of hit a brick wall. We, we just we, we hit a pause and we couldn't get it to go higher. Like we, we just, you know, we couldn't get over that that last hump that last hill. And so to me, right, it's, it's the old definition of insanity, right? If we keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, right? So, so we wanted something differently. And the more I thought about it, uh, really what came to mind for me was let's change, if we could just change the way people thought about this, and if we could just do the right thing the first time and focus on mindset and culture, that would actually change the way we addressed so many of these issues, so much, so much of, of the problems that we were still facing, and so that was really the start of it. And I had no idea how to do that. I had never built a culture or changed a culture, uh, and uh, that was that was the start of it. And, and we started working with um, you know some some outside groups and talking to a lot of outside groups and consulting agencies and different companies to to help us on this journey. Uh, and what we ended up doing was working with the Disney Institute and, uh, they are the consulting arm of the Walt Disney company and they have a methodology in place that they have not only used internally, but they have used with their clients around the world as well. And, and what was interesting to me is that this was all about creating and defining a culture of customer centricity for, for their for their clients and uh, it was important for us to remain authentic to who we were as a brand the porsche brand uh, certainly has a very strong presence and so making sure that we were um, authentic to, to who we were as a brand and consistent with who we were as a brand uh, certainly was important and, and that was the start of it and so for the last uh, couple of years now uh, about two years in the u.s and, and it started to grow globally, but uh, we did it in the U.S. and then I started in, in Korea uh, because as this worked its way up through the chain, uh, eventually we got um, the approvals. It went up to the board and the board level. The board approved it on a global level. And what happened was is that uh, they decided that if they were going to have, if they were going to run this out globally, they wanted someone to run it. And so they actually asked me to, to lead that process for them, to lead this this effort for them. And so that was, that was how my new job came about. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. But we're in the US now, we're in um, Korea. That was, I picked Korea as sort of the flip side of the coin if we were gonna do this globally, I wanted to make sure that we could pick two very, very different cultures. And so uh, I spent some time in, in Seoul with the Porsche Korea team and working through this process and methodology as well with them. Uh, And what we found out was that it actually works, and and there were some modifications and changes for the local market, but the essence of the program, the essence of the initiative still remains, and uh, we've been very, very successful. It's now in, as I said, US, Korea, we're up in Canada, uh, 16 countries in Latin America, getting ready to launch in Brazil, Uh, in the Middle East, we are in Europe. Uh, we you know in Switzerland and Germany and France and Great Britain is getting ready to launch China uh, Japan so I mean it's really starting to spread around the world and uh, so far so good we're seeing some excellent results 2019 Porsche was first in both the JD power customer satisfaction index as well as the JD power sales satisfaction index 2018 we were named the best uh, automotive customer experience by JD power so uh, that's all. Great, and I guess most importantly was, uh, we've seen our loyalty almost double since we started this in, in two th- you know, back in 2009. So um, some strong results by focusing on the customer.
0: That's awesome. I know, obviously, COVID has impacted a number of brands, kind of what they want to do, uh, a lot of transformation. But a big piece of yours was the training component, right? So on, you talked about how you went to Seoul and, 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 and Korea and, and, and really, you know, boots on the ground and put the process in. I've been working with dealerships, working with the franchise network and, and what have you. How has COVID impacted that process and, and what are you seeing kind of coming out of that?
1: yeah um well you know what in out of every challenge comes an opportunity right i guess and and I think that was that was how i chose to look at at covid and and it certainly um, is a very serious and and scary uh, situation in, in a lot of ways and uh, making sure that everyone is healthy is is of course the most important uh, thing but what we've done is actually double down on excite you know we've actually pressed harder on the values and the behaviors and, and the culture and the mindset that Excite brings. And by helping our dealers look through the lens of Excite, the lens of, of this process, uh, helps them actually be able to better meet the changing needs of, of their customers as those needs changed because of COVID. So I'll give, I'll give you a quick example. Um, we've been talking for years with our, with our dealers Um, about having clean dealerships, right? To keep keep their dealerships clean. And we know from our customers, we know from customer feedback, that clean dealerships is one of the things that drives customer satisfaction and and makes them happier with the the overall experience. But when we talked about clean dealerships in the past, really what we were talking about were things like um, making sure that the – Garbage cans were clean, right? That the garbage cans were empty. That the the, the coffee bar where where people would have uh, you know breakfast or snacks or or drinks or coffee was was clean. There weren't dirty dishes around. That the restrooms were serviced properly. That you know there was no paper on the floor. That that desks were were clean and and looking looking nice. But in the world of COVID right now, all of a sudden, that's not what customers are looking for, right? If we had you know the the cleanest coffee bar and the nicest uh you know clean restrooms that's not what people are working with people are worried about is it safe for me to bring my car to the dealership if i get my car back will it be safe for me to get back in my car uh with with all of the all of the things that are going around right so it became an issue of sanitization and and that type of cleanliness more than just you know neat and tidy and uh, so what we've done is actually develop a series of uh, very intentional processes that dealers can use and are using, uh, as well as a series of communication methods that they can help ensure that their customers are feeling safe and secure and and happy to to come in. And and the feedback has been very, very positive. A lot of people worked really hard on this across the entire organization. Um, the dealers have been fantastic. Um, many of them have created videos and uh, shown all of the different steps that, th- that they've incorporated to ensure uh, not only their customers' safety, but also their employees' safety. Uh, and what we've seen is actually higher customer satisfaction numbers during Covid, and especially during those first months of Covid, than even we had had prior to Covid, which is That's which is awesome. incredible. So yeah, so so it's it works, right? It definitely works.
0: Uh, but the next question is really uh, obviously the great success you've had, measurable in in many ways, right? Yeah. The, the biggest challenge or opportunity you see around customer loyalty, customer experience today, what is that, and and how do you see that going forward? You know, there's some uncertainty we hear from a lot of brands, you know, what they can do, what they may be able to do. You know, what is the biggest challenge and opportunity you see?
1: Yeah, um, so I, I always I always say great customer experience is, is simple, but it's definitely not easy. And, and uh, there are tremendous challenges uh, always. To me, I think that the biggest challenge uh, would have to be around consistency and flexibility, sort of two sides of the same coin, maybe. So maybe I get I get that as a as counting as one, <laughs> um, but uh, cons- the consistency is about getting it right the first time every time, and the flexibility is about understanding that different people want different things and need different things uh, out of an experience, and that for an experience to be memorable, it really comes down to understanding what it is that each customer wants, not only sort of a generalized view or a generalized process of this. And and that is, I think, central to, to what we talk about with the Excite program is that um, it's a guide, right? It's not a, it's not a process manual, it, it's really a guide. And uh, continuing with more focus, more intentionality um, to, to make sure that we're, we're understanding and meeting the needs of our customers and exceeding the needs of our customers. I think that definitely is, uh, is
0: a key piece of this that's awesome it, emotional loyalty obviously is very important and i obviously porsche has deeply uh, emotional customers uh, great product great uh, offering but what does customer loyalty mean to you and to porsche and then the second part is you know you've actually kind of changed what the emotional connection is right it's not only just the car and the product it's really uh, kind of a kind of a deeper connection correct
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and I talked about that a little earlier, right, is, is that when I think about loyalty, it is all about making an emotional connection with our customers and with our employees, for that matter. And, uh, you know, for 70 years, we've built great cars, uh, I would argue the best cars, you know, the best sports cars anywhere in the world. And um, that's always wonderful. And, and when new models come out, uh, you can read in the Trade magazines and the different car magazines, uh, usually very, very glowing reviews. Right, Porsche did it again. We can't believe it. It's fantastic, and all of this, all of this wonderful, uh, wonderful reviews and wonderful news that it, it's always nice to see. And it's almost become expected. Right, customers almost expect that uh, from a product perspective, and and our engineers in Germany deserve incredible amounts of credit because they always, I mean, it's, you say, all right, well, you can't do better this time. And sure enough, they always do. And what's interesting is that that has been the product experience, but from the customer experience, um, that is to me the measure of success, right? How can we get to that level where when another great experience comes along, people say, well, of course, of course they did. Of course it was. That's Porsche, right? That's, that's where we want to go with this from as far as a measure of success and um, creating that emotional connection. I, I travel all over the world um, or certainly did before COVID. Um, and I talk about how even defining the word customer is different for us, right? And um, of course it's the people who, who buy our cars, who drive our cars, the end customer, if you will. But we also need to think about customers as our internal customers And that's uh, people in other departments, right? Uh, people who are in other subsidiaries than you, people who are even within your own department uh, who rely on each other from time to time. And we all need to think of each other truly as customers of each other. And if we do, then we owe each other that same level of care, of support, of dedication uh, that we would owe our drivers. And that changes the thinking, that changes the mindset and creating those emotional connections is just as important, if not more important for our internal customers as it is for our external ones. Uh, And, you know there are all kinds of measurements. You yes, asked about measurements, right? There are all kinds of measurements that we can that we can look at also uh, for end customers. I mean, it, it is things certainly like repurchase rates and net promoter score, likelihood to recommend, which we which we certainly measure. Uh, customer satisfaction results, sales numbers, service revenues, profitability. I mean, all of those types of things. Uh, and for our internal customers, we also wanna look at turnover rates. We wanna look at uh, employee satisfaction results, productivity measures, 360 reviews. There are a lot of internal uh, employee satisfaction measures that are critical to this because you can't have happy customers unless you have happy employees. And, and so working hard with our HR teams uh, to, to do both is, is really important
0: absolutely so you kind of talked about a little bit the, the employee engagement employee training a huge focus and it's a big part of yeah you kind of you're raising the answer right you're to be yeah. from an organizational perspective uh can you talk a little bit more about that how has that changed you talked about even the the, the idea of cleanliness has evolved as well um, how has the focus on the employee kind of changed uh in, in your role
1: yeah um well, you know, again, I, I think it, it does come back to the employee, right? I can I can teach people how to sell a car. I can teach them how to service a car. I can teach them pretty much anything, right? But what I can't teach them is how to be happier or how to be friendlier or how to enjoy their job or or provide great levels of customer service consistently. That either is, is part of who you are or it's not. And so this is where... Um, It's not so much about training, but it is about creating a mindset and a culture so that everyone can succeed and that everyone can exceed our customers' expectations. Um, When we think about the role of employees, uh, to me, again, it starts with leadership and, and the important role of leaders to role model and demonstrate the behaviors and the values that they wanna see so that the team can deliver on the common purpose and the brand promise of the organization. And um, great leaders can engage and empower their teams to do great things. They have to engage and empower their teams to do great things. And yeah, and, and now, so we have leaders and then you go to the engaged employees. Engaged and empowered employees have the willingness and the ability and the freedom to do what needs to be done to deliver those great experiences. And um, you know what, I I read a lot of customer letters, uh, the good ones, the bad ones. uh, And what's interesting with the good ones is that um, when I read them, it's always about what someone did to create a memorable experience, right? Our, Our customers tell us loud and clear that when they're happy, it was because of their interactions with our staff, with our dealers, with our teams and the behaviors that were exhibited by by our teams from time to time. And it is those exceptional and memorable experiences that start to create the emotional connection. and it's the emotional connections that link back to the drive to, uh, to the to the increased um, loyalty and increased um, intent to recommend.
0: Okay, great. Um, what's the next big thing for customer loyalty, the customer experience? What, what do you think that is, and, and, and does kind of the this current pandemic, the current uncertainty, impact that in any way, shape, or form?
1: Ah, yeah, you know what, I'm not sure if it's the next big thing or not, but but I see the focus on customer experience continuing to increase. Right, the intensity in understanding why it's important to continue to increase. And the bar for customer satisfaction continuing to increase as well. Right, more more companies are getting more serious about this. More customers are getting more focused on this. Their expectations are continuing to rise. Uh, and for Porsche, you know, I, I think when we think about it, we're not just being measured by our customers against other car companies. We're being measured. Uh, against all the experiences that our customers have, right, all of the brands with whom they choose to do business, and and that's exciting and that's motivating and and something that that we need to realize. But our customers are uh, dining in the finest restaurants or, or were certainly, or shopping in the finest stores, traveling, you know, to the to the greatest vacations when when they travel, um, and you know the world will certainly return back to. Back to those normals at some point, but um, those are the experiences that our customers are are used to having. And if they're going to do that when they spend, you know, ten thousand dollars on a vacation, you know, they, what are their expectations when they spend maybe a hundred thousand on a car, right? So, so we need to make sure that we're we're keeping keeping up with that ever rising bar.
0: Absolutely. Um, if you to ask question of a question of a competitor, a client, a brand, uh, kind of a, maybe an agency uh, around customer loyalty, customer experience, what would, what would that one question be?
1: Hmm. Feedback is a gift, Mark. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I think my question would always be for our clients, uh, and it would be simply, "What can we do better tomorrow to make this even more enjoyable for you?" And and I'm obsessed. With listening to the feedback from our customers and and from our employees, for that matter, uh, and then a feedback strategically to, to get better every day uh, throughout all the links of the chain. So whether it's leadership or employee engagement or customer satisfaction, you know what are those things that that we need to continue to focus on? Because we, we do a lot of things right for sure, but uh, we get it wrong every day too. And so we need to we need to make sure we're hitting both sides of the both sides exactly. of the coin there.
0: Yeah, so making it right is key for sure. Yeah. Um, last question. What can we as a trade association for the industry uh, do to help you in, in your journey or help even others in their journey? Well, what do you think that we can do in that role? Yeah,
1: um, well, first of all, thank you uh, to you and, and to your team for for all that you have done and continue to do. I I think it's, uh, it really is a great service. I I think continuing to bring uh, smart people together to talk about what's working and what's not, uh, the networking opportunities, the best practice sharing that goes on uh, when you bring brand leaders together around this topic I think is invaluable. And uh, again, uh, you continue to, to be a leader in that space and continue to to do a lot of great things with a lot of great brands, and uh, to me, it's always it's always interesting to learn, uh, you know, new ideas or new thoughts from from different different people that are doing a lot of things really right around around the country and around the world. So uh, it's always great. So so thank you. I appreciate everything you've already done.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for the compliment. And, and also, you know, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. I think your journey is, is quite compelling. Uh, it was great to hear what you uh, are doing and have done and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon.
1: Thank you. And I certainly hope the audience finds uh, this a valuable use of their time today. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you.